0: (laughs) well let's get into it man let's see what we look like here (laughs) look at this wow hey man all right
1: look at this time 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 echoes, Brian. Time does not repeat. It echoes. Well, I, I don't think any of us really understand what time is anymore. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm too busy. I'm, I'm, uh, I'm excited about uh, streaming on Twitter, Brian, and I got caught up in Twitter as I tend to. Yeah,
0: well, there's a reason why we came up with all these distractions. It's just in
1: time for the pandemic. So we're set. Um, but yeah, so I'm so busy. So busy, so busy following the podcast, I even forgot that I'm on the podcast. Brian. Right. Well, hey,
0: man, uh, I'm glad that you're here. Welcome, everybody. Uh, sorry that my camera's over here and then Joe's over here and there's a lot of things going on, but uh, but I'm just glad that everybody's uh, doing all right and hanging in and hope you're being safe. And uh, we're just glad to be here. And we've been pretty excited about getting our, our live set up together. And so here we are. We got it. And uh, I think this is, you know, an exponential leap. Uh, it's been a really cool thing to go from sort of like you said sort of canned uh recordings right to now it's it's in the moment it's real it's happening and god forbid anything uh awful and viral happened that gets uh captured but um I don't have any I don't have any pets to do anything weird so I think we're good in that way well that's not true we have a we have a pet snake but uh I think that he's secure so Uh, but anyway, so yeah, welcome everybody. And, uh, we have now the ability, if you haven't seen, uh, if you're listening on YouTube or, uh, Twitter or, um, Facebook or wherever all you're seeing this, uh, you can actually now just leave us chat questions and we'll try to get to them during the show. Um, so that's kind of a new fun, uh, wrinkle as well. It's it's another thing I have to look at, but that's okay. All right. Um, so that's a that's a neat thing too um so i'm just happy to be here so anyway uh what you been doing man what are we talking about today well i can tell you uh for me by the way uh i got to hang out uh he didn't know we were hanging out but i got to hang out with john annick today and that was good uh as part of professor nancy kidder's uh writing and fighting class uh so that was neat to be able to see uh john's perspectives on the ufc and them going forward um and then otherwise, some of the creative challenges that lie therein. Got some neat little insights to
1: what he does. But uh, but yeah, so what about you, my man? Uh, yeah, if I'm. well, I, I missed out on watching that today. Um, it's been nice. Thank you. A uh, shout-out to Nancy if she's watching this or if she's going to see it later. Um, because she's really been knocking it out of the park recently with her uh, – her class uh, for people who don't remember, Nancy was a used to be a guest or once was a guest, will be a guest again on on the podcast before, and she has a class at American University called Writing and Fighting. And You can follow her on Twitter as well and on Instagram. And the uh, Writing and Fighting class is basically a it's basically uh, an English class that uh, uses combat sports and the culture around it as like a jumping off point to explore writing. Um, uh, and she was kind enough to have us on the show earlier this week. Um, and, uh, yesterday had, uh, a whole panel of, of women who are in MMA journalism and former fighters and, um, uh, uh, and then, like you said today, they had, she had John Anik on, and and uh, you know we were obviously on the show on Tuesday, and then uh, the last couple of days she's just you know, you know included us like uh, like we're getting to uh, what do you what's the word for that? You get to uh, just like go audit. to class, but you don't get a grade. Yeah, we she's basically made it easy for us to audit the class, and uh, if you friend her up on Twitter and show an interest in that class, she'll probably I'll let you do the same because she's she's really generous about you know what she's. Doing doing with that class. And it's, uh, it's been really fun to, to sort of engage with her and engage with their students and sort of get a, it's weird when people ask you to, you know, be in a position of teaching in any way, really, not that we were teaching the class, for instance, but we were clearly there to try to impart some kind of perspective to these, you know, uh, these students. So there you go. There's a whole pedagogical setup happening this week, Brian. And I think when, when you find yourself in that situation, it always always gives you a different perspective on what you're doing because you've got to explain yourself to somebody who may have no context. So, uh, so it's, it's a fun opportunity when you get a chance to do that, especially when you get to be, you know, working with cool people like Nancy. So shout out. to Yeah.
0: And I've had a, uh, any situation where I have to sort of clarify anything about me and what I do and what my areas of focus are or whatever, it's nearly impossible for me to do that with any grace because, uh, like you, it's like, there's about 10 channels running of things at all times that really embody different, uh, mindsets and different traits and personalities, uh, requirements. And I mean, I'm doing a lot of different things. And so it's weird when I get into a setting like that, I try to explain myself, you know, from at least the point of orientation of how they might see me or something, but it's sort of like, uh, always a reminder, I suppose, whenever I, uh, anybody tries to introduce me, uh, it seems like people always end up being like, Uh, I mean, why don't, why don't you tell them, Brian? You know, it's like, (laughs) and uh, so anyway, and that, that feels even more pronounced when you're not doing things in person. Uh, But, uh, but yeah, so it's pretty cool. I mean, honestly, like the the fact that she's been able to have uh, so many panel discussions and so many things go on that, um, you know, obviously we wouldn't be privy to, I don't think as much under normal circumstances. So it's a, it's a, a half full kind of a thing, I, I suppose, uh, overall, but, but yeah, but for me, I'm, I'm just like, we were kind of talking about this yesterday, uh, not on the show, but, uh, just how ready I am to get past the, how are you dealing with the pandemic? Uh, how are you modulating what you're doing to adjust for the pandemic? Uh, as much as that's mm-hmm. a real thing, I feel like uh it really struck me when you were talking about that because it's like uh, well it's it's almost like a a, a sort of a, a slap on the head in a way it's like be be where you are, you know, and what's the future don't think so much about the now as being the now we don't even know what that is, so why right. try to like pave any path right now you know that's that uh concerted uh you can still do very um Pointed and directed things in your creative work or whatever any kind of work uh, and still embrace a, a certain level of uncertainty if anything it's just another variable in right. it, but it doesn't mean that it should uh, amount to paralysis at the same time, it is important for people to realize that it's fine to just be wholly and completely a, a couch potato or whatever it is that you need to do you know so it's not all yeah. going to like come to you uh, but for me like it's been about uh, not necessarily um, emotive type of creative things but more about uh strategy or goals or mm-hmm. upgrading or working out a problem that I haven't been able to f- technically figure out or or whatever.
1: Well you've put in you've put in I mean you've you've been super productive with this podcast. So, I mean in terms of like this transformation is really all due to Brian. Brian's like, let's not do the podcast now. It's it's two things too crazy. And I'm like, okay. And then like three weeks later he's like, let's do it live with video. <laughs> I think it's ready. <laughs> So it was a pleasant surprise. (laughs) Yeah, well, that was
0: the thing. Like right when all this really hit, it was, you know, A, we're all sort of scrambling trying to figure out how we can make sure that we can live, uh, and that's going to be an ongoing thing. But at that point, it was just uh, whatever fat you can trim off your schedule is probably a good thing to do right now and then uh, slowly and deliberately re-add those those pieces because, you know, for me – I honestly just—we kind of talked about this last time a little bit, but I just didn't feel like I had anything to say. Like, what? Are, who are the? Who cares yeah. what I have to say? And that's—that still should always be the case. But, but I, you know, it's strong, but it's a strong
1: reminder. Yeah, but I've been really <laughs> uh,
0: in a point of admiration for those that really just pressed on. You know, like uh, I'm a big listener and fan of uh, the Men in the Myth podcast with Sean Elshadi and Chuck Hall and their producer Chris, and I think that they just do such an amazing job, and with all of the craziness going on you know with with uh, MMA media uh, they were able to press through keep a schedule willfully and openly acknowledge how crazy this all is and how it will probably all be useless within two days or you know a totally different thing in two days three days from the previous episode you know it was just a lot of those kind of things I just felt like anything tonally would just feel uh, just not important Uh, so I -hmm. feel like people are starting to get a little bit of sea legs in this transitional period or whatever you want to call it. So now what I'm interested in and what I'm talking about is like, yeah, like what, what is next? And so, um, you know, I know that both you and I have, um, been on either side of, uh, like arti- artistic, uh, sort of, uh, grants and projects and, uh, you know, things like that. And I think that for a lot of artists right now, like the, the weakest link, I think for a lot of people, including myself, is uh like grant writing and being aware of where opportunities are uh um, and how to make the most of them if you get them i mean that's a whole art form unto itself that i know you've been steeped in for a long time and uh that's a hugely valuable skill set and so now when uh sort of the pressure's on to be up on a list because resources are running out or whatever like anybody that's got an upper hand in terms of uh fundraising or, or grant writing or knowing where those channels are is I think at a huge point of advantage. Uh, have you been able to, um, uh, like do you feel like that enough like artists that you talk to and creatives of all types, do you feel like that people are, um, making the most of that or struggling with that or both or, uh, what do you, or are there's just really not a lot of available things? Uh, I mean, I, real quick, I mean, I've been working for an arts organization as a, a creative consultant helping, uh, artists get their projects together quickly in short order to get this grant money. Uh, and so I'm helping them sort of right size the scope and the, and the, uh, maybe sometimes the intensity of what they really in their biggest dream wanted to do. And like, let's right size it for what's now. And at the same time, allow yourself to build something towards the future. I've been talking to a lot of artists all over the world and, you know, uh, the story is kind of the same, at least as I'm seeing it, but, uh, but these are people that are dialed into at least getting grants from some organization. So I'm just curious what your perspective is on that.
1: Um, I mean, I think it's, I think it's probably like it always is, you know, which is that some artists are, you know, that's just a part of their toolbox and it's a strong part of their toolbox. And for other artists, I think the, 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 they, may or, they or may or may not have that going on because, for artists, well, for some artists, it like, it's it just depends on how we're looking at this because lots of uh, grants and things, especially grants, there's a the difference between grants and awards. There's all this language around all this stuff. So, like, when we're talking about grants, almost always there is you know, uh, there's like parameters that your project has to fit in, you know what I mean? And so like, for me, me, I've had, uh, luck with a lot of public money, right. From the state or from the city. Um, but the, the, the big reason for that has been the fact that so much of my projects that I've done with funding of that kind, Um, have had to do with street photography, right? So like literally like the, the infrastructure and the commercial landscape, you know, that's like my subject, you know? So it's, it's really easy to translate that type of discipline into public projects. You know, it's, I mean, it's easier than it is to do with other things. I know lots of artists who would love to have more access to public money, but they don't have practices that necessarily, you know, translate subject-wise mm. into it the way mine does. And or they don't have projects that translate into things like community projects and creative placemaking and social practice art and all that stuff right now, especially in Nashville, all that stuff is really where m- uh, most of that funding is pointed. There's some funding, like at the state level, that's there's a fellowship that uh, Tennessee Arts Commission does. That's strictly based on your your portfolio. That's all they're considering, pretty much. You know what I mean? Um, I wouldn't say strictly, but it's generally that's what it is, but that tends to be uh, more, that's more of, that's like a fellowship. It sort of behaves more like a prize in that way. And it, um, and it's also, uh, it's also something that tends to go to more established artists who have a body of work that can sort of represent them as somebody who deserves a fellowship from the state. You know what I mean? They're not a lot of emerging artists are getting that necessarily, but with all that in mind, one of the things that's weird right now is that suddenly I think there is more money that's available to people just in terms of you're you know, you're you're an artist and you have a financial need. Yeah, you know what I mean, um, and I think that artists who are more familiar with and confident about the process of writing grants and getting awards and things like that, I think they have a leg up, obviously, because they understand the, how to swim through that kind of bureaucracy. Um, but I also think it's a, it's a, it may be a frustrating time, and it may be a bit of a desperate time for artists who have had an eye on that and haven't gone after that yet um but i i would say now's the time to go after it go after it as much as you can now if if you feel like you know that could be a part of your your uh, tool the t- toolkit again, you know, in a t- in a time when things are more normal. Um, well, then maybe just go ahead and try to make it part of your toolkit now, because honestly, there's lots of spots, you know, where you might be able to find funding in one way or another. I would encourage people to follow me at Mighty Joe Nolan on Twitter, and my pinned tweet at the very top of my feed is um, is at least one place you can go. That's got a whole bunch of uh, links from um, fractured atlas so fractured Atlas is an artist uh, uh, you know resource platform and they have a whole uh, you know like updated list of you know resources for artists since the quarantine stuff yeah. happened so you could start there
0: absolutely um, it's weird though because it's just there's just so much more out there than uh, I think a lot of people think so yeah I definitely encourage people to go to joe's twitter page and and get get kicking around and I think that also in this, in the same spirit as a lot of things going on right now the the typical sort of front end requirements that are sort of uh, designed almost to keep people away from things. I think a lot of barriers to uh, and friction uh-huh. for people has been removed for a lot of things, so i'm sure it's not empirical and across the board for everything, but I think that in general there's just uh, a more of a runway built because the people know that, that it's time
1: to, to access resources, however you can. So pretty awesome. Yeah,
0: And I think, I think
1: that's, I mean, I think that's another space where, you know, I, you know, again, with all due respect to people who, for whom this whole situation has been difficult, desperate, chaotic, if you've been sick or whatever, I mean, that's, that's a whole other, you know, world of, yes. of, Pain and angu- anguish and anxiety that luckily I have been spared. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah thanks but, for the reminder because it is sort of, it's so easy yeah. to, it
0: really is. It's so easy to just, it's, yeah. all, it's actually part yeah. of the, what makes the parallel living of all this so bizarre. But yeah. Right.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, but there is a, th- a thing of like, you know, out of sight, out of mind. And I think it's important for me to remember that it's like, okay, there, this is what's going on. But I do think that there's also, the yeah. the fact that no matter who, no matter who you are, are no matter what you're doing when things get get chaotic like this there's, there's, there's there's opportunity for you to, you know, find resources that you might not have found before. It may seem counterintuitive, but that's actually real. You know what I mean? And I, like you said too, I do think that, the the, the normal sort of barriers to entry and the gatekeepers and things, um, which, you know, maybe there's less of that nowadays. Anyway, I would like to think at least in terms of people thinking about like greater inclusiveness, not only of, you know, Uh, different types of people but also in terms of like you know uh, you know, your paycheck shouldn't be something that keeps you out of going to galleries you know things like that you know so I feel like you know class barriers and all that stuff I'd like to think some of that stuff's coming down anyway but at a time like this I think it's even more so that way you know so I think if you're somebody who feels like you've had trouble making progress you know getting your art practice like to have traction in your local scene or in your state thing or whatever whatever it is that you're trying to accomplish i mean i think if you're healthy and if you can manage you know to have some resources so that you can keep having some kind of practice i think it's i think i don't think it's time to hunker down with your art practice i think it's time to 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 be ambitious and be bold with it. You know what I mean? As much as you can. No. I think there's a real challenge out there because visual art specifically is not translating very well to virtual platforms. If you ask me, pretty much that's the true story across the board as far as I can tell. And and I think there's a real opportunity out there for people to think of ways to get their art in front of people um, in, with a, with better ideas than you know, digital images, streaming or exhibited, yeah. and the people who are doing that, by the way, keep doing it. Keep sending me your links. I want to see yeah. all of it, but I also want to see, see you know we've we the limitations are clear. That's already we've established that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so who's going to be the first person to start getting past that and get into a new space that makes art somehow present again? Yeah, anyway, no, no, I but it, it really is. It's, it's interesting
0: because, uh, I think that I'm going to put some art up. on my <laughs> <Right>. tomorrow, <Ryan. laughs> Back off your, your indictment of the visual, no. but no, but it's,
1: uh, <laughs> well, I'm not, I I I still would indict it, but I would also say, I don't have the yeah. answer. I'm just going to put it on everybody else to we say need we need answers. No, you're a hundred percent
0: right. I mean, I think that, uh, in my experience, uh, having worked a lot with tech companies over the years, uh, from a marketing perspective, uh, for the longest time, it's been all about um, in that business, you know, sort of creating, h- how do you create and manage the experience of the, the the customer or the customer experience? And I think that some of that um, is kind of good stuff, actually, I think, for a lot of artists to consider with respect to how they need to modify or modulate maybe uh, what you're doing. Uh, you know, I think what I've been sort of in my conversations that I've had with a lot of artists this past week, you know, like I said, gosh, everywhere too, all over the world places. I'm not even sure I remember what they're called, but, um, it's this, you know, the immediate idea is how do I take this thing and then put it online? Right. And it's like, well, all right. I mean, yes, you can do that. Um, okay. But, uh, how are you giving someone some sort of an experience through that in terms of the way that they uh, come across it, the way they discover it, the way that they interact with it or not, or or consume it or whatever it is. Uh, there's so many points along the path of the viewer. The viewer is not anymore. Just, I, I don't think the viewer anymore is somebody that's just a native uh, member of an organization or a, a person on a website or whatever. It's, you have to think about it as an interrelational thing. It's like you're, there's a, in the same way that like marketing works, right? Like you've got a funnel that you're building and then you want to draw people in and then guide them towards a particular desired outcome or conclusion or experience or whatever it is. And I think that there's probably some basic marketing stuff too that would really just go a long way if you're able to sort of extrapolate the concepts without getting mired in like the businessiness of it, right? It's not about the bottom line type Mm -hmm. of Uh, mentality as much as it is about process. And I think that um, for a lot of people uh, there's, like I said, this, this kind of beginning notion of how do I just translate one thing to be the other? And that's, it requires a deeper and more meaningful transformation generally than that. And I think that those things can be done actually pretty reasonably. Sometimes the ideas are actually more simple than trying to go through all the work to replicate something in, in a digital world sometimes you can come off of it entirely and give it up as to be something that someone else is going to give to you or, you know, that you're, you're sort of curating and you're turning the dynamic around or it's something participatory where input comes in and then something comes back out or, you know, there's different ways of, of relating to a lot of these different uh, projects, but I can understand at least from the, the flat standpoint of two dimensional, you know, painting and photography and things like that, like really up against it. But
1: I really do think that I'm, I, I think it's good that you think of photography as two dimensional <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Right. <laughs> it's, it's a piece of paper on a,
0: a you know, but, uh, <laughs> Hey man, I just work here, but, but you get the idea. So, so I just think that, uh, people can, um, uh, think about that I think a little bit more deeply and it's, uh, in, if you don't really know what to be doing, I think that generally it's like, well then don't, I know you want to be doing stuff, but you don't have to do anything like let the ideas simmer, but just know that that's towards a future outcome that you want to have, uh, have a North star, like try to be thinking about that. Um, you know, now these, uh, like a lot of the MMA media that we, uh, speak with and all that. I mean, I I can't imagine what it's like to be on deadlines without your source material. And, you know, I can't, I really look forward to bringing back through a lot of the people that we've already talked to, to sort of see like, where are you now? You know, um, you know, Chuck Mendenhall, where's the book? Where's our book? We're ready for our book now. Right. Uh, yeah. so no, but, uh, anyway, so I feel like that there is a, uh, a translation of medium, uh, and work and intent that has not been sorted out yet, but I think that people should open themselves up more to what that can be. And it might
1: look really different than what you thought. Yeah, no, I, just, yeah, no, I totally agree. And I also do, I just have a feeling of like, you know, if, if, you don't, you don't I mean, you can get really woo woo about it, um, but you don't necessarily have to. You just have to sort of believe that, you know, the actions, you know, that your willpower and your actions in some way affect the world. I mean, if if I think most of us think Vibrations, that if listening to this podcast you know, or maybe not, maybe not. But I, I think you can choose to believe that it does. Um, uh, but I, I, but I think that, that, uh, that, um, you know, I feel like I'm constantly rem- like trying to be, trying to be measured, measured about my resources, resources, and resources and my time and my energy and, you know, be thinking about, about the fact that, okay, this is my current circumstances, circumstances and there's, you know, things you know, I want to be paying attention to cause I want to I wanna make sure that I'm managing situation this situation you know, well and safely. Um, and at um, the same time, I also find myself you know, every day figuring out, you know, uh, Uh, But I can take this little bit over here, this little bit of energy or this little bit of resources or this little bit of ingenuity or whatever, and I can push that towards something that I'm planning on – you know, the some project, some project that, that I'm trying to push forward that I won't be up. That even if things were good, it would take me months to get this album done. Album done. You know what I mean? But it's like I'm going to go ahead and keep on working on making album. another album. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? I'm not going to get lost in some hopeless void, hopeless void where, where there's, there's no tomorrow, where I have another album done. It's like, oh, there's going to be a tomorrow, and there'll be another album. Yeah. Done. Well, <laughs> well, the, the, I mean? the thing
0: about that too is that music is specifically. Uh, the roads have been built a lot for that already i mean granted there's That's there's true, there's there 's deeper considerations you know in terms of um mm. you know again with like along the lines of sort of creating an experience i mean i 've been working with sort of sound artists that are developing sort of new technological ways for you know working with web developers to really get into how do I create uh something that is more immersive or interactive and you know it 's really a a a bigger consideration than just like putting out some some songs like you or I do in terms of music that we make, but the that's almost like more cultural, like just kind of therapeutic, um uh, it's like rock and roll, you know, or whatever, you know, it's like this is gonna just happen. I don't give a shit like what
1: Yeah. You know? Yeah, true. It doesn't have to be music. It could be anything. Yeah. But what I'm getting at is just, you know, that that I don't I'm trying to make sure that I don't let myself just live in this bubble. You know what I mean? It's like, no, I'm living beyond this bubble too. You know what I'm yeah. saying? That's what I'm getting at. Is like having a having a perspective and having a trajectory that, you know, respects and understands like the situation that we're all in, but is is also planning to be, you know, you know, in third gear by the time the gates open up again. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah, I mean,
0: you know and again that that's different different people have different uh ways uh of looking at things you know but it's it's uh it's better for some people to operate that way and for some people it's actually just maybe not but uh but yeah but right but, yeah, but i do sure. think the people that are up for it and i think most people are it's it is just about like man okay this is a very unique time uh it's time to to make some big jumps and i'm just concerned with the future uh these sort of solemn stories of adaptation in the midst of all this are, are, yeah, like a little bit uh, sort of worn at this point, especially like, I I feel a particular charge by the fact that this is so horrible, right? Like that this, if I'm here and I'm okay, then I need to make the most of it in whatever way that I can or try to do something that's helpful for people or that gives somebody an experience or whatever it is, just whatever I can contribute That's just kind of what, you know, and then also just the idea of like uh, increasingly and maybe this is something that just happens as you get older, too, but it's just about honoring other people uh, and and making it about others, you know, as much
1: as possible. Uh, But, you know, what Mm -hmm. else would you like to know about me? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> um are we having any um uh any chat or anything like that happening on the no house? no this is yeah we're live if you guys are watching this live right now i hope somebody maybe yeah. um if, if you are important. feel free to jump in and ask a question or make a comment and we'll uh we'll be sure to include it in the show here
0: uh yeah i mean it's we're on an uphill journey here uh because uh you know we've been doing this podcast for more than two years now but always in an audio format and only via sort of subscribers that exist in the realm of all the podcast platforms and so right you can't reach out to that group of those those people and say hey email list of all of our subscribers like we're actually totally changing gears now and we're gonna be doing this video thing in completely different places than where you're Consuming our podcast, right. it's a you know, it's a, and then also people's attenuation to that kind of thing right now, understandably being inundated with all this uh, content. Uh, you know, yeah. it's like, I, it's going to take a while. So, uh,
1: you know, wherever, wherever, wherever you may be, uh, experiencing this, even if you're just listening to the podcast after the fact, um, Brian has now created, we already had the art fight podcast account at Twitter, but now there's an art fight podcast account at Instagram. It's not just a hashtag anymore. Now it's like a little, it's a little guy, little guy punching away. Um, Art Fight Podcast on Instagram, and then there's also an Art Fight Podcast channel on YouTube. So follow all those if you would. We would appreciate it. And uh, Twitter and YouTube are the spaces where we'll be doing this live every Thursday at 5 p.m. Should we talk about another thing we're considering, or should we wait and talk about that later? What is the other thing we're considering? Uh, should I just say it if you can't remember <laughs> it how important could it possibly be uh, I hope it's <laughs> well, good we're considering doing another, another weekly oh. show that will be a little bit shorter um, and it'll be a little bit more focused than just this sort of rambling talk that we do every week um, It I think we're on to an idea that could be a lot of fun we may do it next Tuesday but we may keep planning because we planned a little bit the other night just spontaneously and came up with some pretty good ideas I think so we may decide to keep playing yeah. now, now that but... we're sober,
0: we're going to evaluate the ideas <laughs> and then, uh, determine their actual viability or, or, uh, interest yeah. beyond just you. I and think I... I was
1: totally, I had just finished dinner. I was completely sober. <laughs> well, I think okay. I just, I was, I was maybe a little drunk on pasta, you know, a little sugar drunk.
0: On yeah, pasta. I think I just outed myself in terms of our idea session. But, uh, But, yeah, so uh, no, but the idea now is that we're going to be live on Tuesdays at 3 p.m. and Thursdays at 5 p.m. And I don't expect anybody to remember that, but that's okay. Central All you got to do is go to the YouTube channel and hit subscribe, and then there's like a notification thing, and you can just do those things. Nashville Tech. But, yeah, we're going to have something a little bit more uh, specific and kind of segment focused and more fight focused for the Tuesday uh, piece and martial arts focused. Uh, But, well, it's kind of 50 50 art fight, but. Yeah. I think comb- yeah, combat be, could be the central theme and we'll we'll just leave it right. at that.
1: And, and we Yeah, and we were lucky enough this week, like we talked about earlier, we were lucky to yeah. to be on uh Nancy Kidder's uh um the Zoom classroom that she's currently doing uh with her American University class, writing and fighting. Um and should we talk something about should we talk about fighting a little bit right now? We talked about uh two forty nine on that uh on that show. People can find that on YouTube, by yeah. the way. Um, uh, like the archive of that, uh, on Nancy's YouTube writing and fighting is it the writing and fighting page? Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and by the way, let me just finish up one thing real quick, which is just to say that on the Thursday, the Thursdays that we normally, this is the time we've always been taping the podcast anyway. So for you and I, it's like normal, but, uh, for an audience to tune in live. Uh, Now it's Thursday at five. It'll still go out to the normal podcast audio channels after. So it's not like this is all that it is now. Um, And then also uh, typically our our show is very guest focused. Uh, We've just been sort of slow ramping up to that as we kind of dial in uh, all of this
1: stuff. And so we'll see how how well are- I think we're we're talking and I think it seems likely at this point that we will have a guest yeah. next week but we won't tell anybody you'll find out about it next week if you guys follow us at our <laughs> podcast on Twitter or on See. Instagram we'll, we'll we'll be letting you guys know ahead of time who's going to be uh, uh, our guest, it's a long time friend of mine here in Nashville, very creative dude. He's got a brand new project happening and he can talk a lot about, you know, sort of the, you know, chaos that he's gone through and the solutions he's found, uh, during this whole quarantine period. So it, it'll, it'll be a, a, you know, real classic, uh, uh art fight, uh, episode next week. Yeah.
0: And then, like I said, I really want to get a lot of people, uh, that are our sort of friends of the show back through because it just feels like a good time to connect with people. So we'll be doing that over the next few weeks too. Um, And who knows, maybe we'll even pick up some other less formal paths, right? But I think we're just going to be doing a lot more, which is great. And in terms of, uh, yeah, Nancy Kidder and and the class, we were there with Josh Gross, who's a senior writer uh, at The Athletic. uh, And that was just really cool to hear from him and his perspective. His story is just wild. Uh, But it was just, it's cool to talk to students uh, or at least be a part of those conversations uh, to talk with students because it really is... um, the story is the same. Like I watched uh, also uh, Esther Lynn's appearance in Nancy's class. You know, she's getting all the best guests, right? She's, she's starting to put us out of business, you know? Uh, No, but it's, she's a friend (laughs) of the show. So it's great. But I guess what I'm saying is that all these people that have come on there, it's the same story over and over again. At It's essence. It's basically, you don't have a lot. You got to figure it out. You got to go physically if you can, or, not be afraid to hit up the people that are doing what it is that you want to do, or that are going to allow you to do what you want to do. And you just have to get after them and go to the, just go to the source. Don't wait for people to sort of, you know, uh, you know, you don't get, try to get exposure in this weird disconnected way. Like screw that, man, just go right to the source and just be like, I'll do whatever. Uh, I need to, this is where I want to be. And then you just kind of earn and revise and, live through it and figure it out and grow and prosper or whatever. But the story was just really interesting. That's it's, it's all the same. People just decide eventually that. Uh, and it's not like they have this clear idea of like, I want to go do that. Esther Lynn was not, was saying, you know, I don't, I, she did. She's by the way, those who don't know, she's a, a very amazing photographer that uh, focuses primarily on combat sports, but she's got a lot of other skills and a lot of other interests and a lot of other things, mm-hmm. but she comes mm-hmm. from a film background and, you know, she went to NYU and was trying to figure out that whole thing. And you could just tell that something got rerouted, a natural interest in uh, combat sports developed. And then there was just this proximity and things happen. And that's become a lot of what her existence and what she's known for now and was not anything what she started out doing necessarily because she was really into to film and cinematography and those pieces. So uh, while related, you know, it's like, I don't know, people need to open, I think, shuffle the deck of your sense of possibilities and say yes to things and see where you end up you know i think is uh you know where we kind of ended up in that conversation with the class was sort of just like make a note of the fact that everything right now is an experiment and uh you know do do what you can to to play around with uh your circumstances and your focus because it's kind of like i don't know it's just a good time to reset and try, try different shit or do nothing. I mean, I've had some very mm-hmm. productive times in my life where, uh, I actually wasn't very productive, but I look back on it and I realized that was absolutely the best thing to do was to not try to make another record or not work on this project, you know, because yeah. you just, you, people derive their sense of, uh, sort of validity of self, especially in these times where it's like, if you're not on the internet doing something,
1: you don't exist or something. Uh, And so, yeah, you gotta, I think you gotta keep track of like, you know, if you're like again like you know you have a sense of your resources or like how much fuel you have in the tank this is important for fighters too we know this we see so many guys just stomp on the gas for a round and then all of a sudden they're exhausted and they've got three more rounds to fight or four more rounds to fight and I think the same thing happens with art there's a great book called the adding machine by William Burroughs and in and it uh, it, it was it was written during a time when he had moved from London back to New York because Ginsburg got him a job teaching at, a, at Brooklyn College I believe and while he was there teaching he didn't know how to teach he'd never taught before and he's fucking William Burroughs right so what the fuck I mean this guy's like how do I translate this shit to these people you know I knew you would have a good William Burroughs impression so he, he basically writes the adding machine during that time and you can see that he's just sort of working through what is good writing and and how do you you know how do you quantify it and then how do you impart the skills to create it. You know what I mean? So a lot of it is taking apart writing in this way. And he, uh, uh, but he talks about, uh, the fact that writer's block okay is really should be called overwrite he's like if you write too much then you'll find that you develop writer's block he's like the key is here's what he said this is i never forgot this line but you have to leave some momentum on the page and then when you come back and you reread what you wrote yesterday or the day before or whatever you reread it and then you get to the end and there's momentum on the page and all of a sudden you pick up the idea that you were like in the middle of and You've got somewhere to go now, you know, but if you just write and write and write until you just got nothing left, then when you come back, there's no momentum on the page. Do you think he so was also the adding machine by yeah. William Burroughs? And he would say in this time, you know, if you had the product, the you know, if you had the fuel to just do something, keep going, then keep going. But but you want to leave some momentum on the page or some momentum at the end of your day or the end of your week or the end of your month, whatever yeah. it is, you know, gauge it properly. But, you know, don't be afraid to burn it up. It's so very up.
0: different than the uh, very different <laughs> than this whole whole fighter thing right uh leave
1: it all in the cage um well at the end you want to leave yeah it. at the end you yeah <laughs> you, you, know, you want that last line of the great gatsby you yeah know
0: i mean you gotta leave you know i wonder <laughs> if he was also sort of alluding to uh just the idea that um almost like uh almost like a melody like you know the only way to get a song out of your head a friend of mine taught me once was uh to resolve the melody in your mind
1: Oh, okay, yeah. Interesting. Jeff Interesting.
0: Kaufman uh, told me this many, many years ago. Huh? He said, "Just you know, and for uh, I don't know a melodic resolve. You know what it is if you hear it. But essentially, it's just clo- wrapping up the 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 melody of the yeah. song in some way that has f- a connotation of finality, um, right? And, and feels like uh, the final mm-hmm. chapter of the song. Oh, the Come back to the one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah so I just thought um, I, I was wondering if if part of what burroughs is alluding to and that is just this idea that um you know that you do have to uh leave leave momentum there and you don't want to i think that writer's block is almost it's almost like if you button up and finish an idea fully i guess is kind of what he's saying like then you've resolved it you've resolved effectively sort of like that melody so it's hard to get the song going again and to get it Yeah.
1: I think that'd be a version of it. Yeah. Yeah. I just have to translate everything at least to one thing. I mean, there's also the question of (laughs) at the end of a project, how tightly buttoned do you want it to be? Because then do you leave any room for the listener to, to get in there and fiddle with it? If, if it's, if it's perfect, you know what I'm saying?
0: Well, and then you get into this whole like sort of tired ass, like, how do you know when a when something's really done? Right. And I, I appreciate people having that question a lot, and I know that it is a question, but it's it's so much easier, I think, than what people make it. It's, it's like when you just can't either... You can't deal with it anymore. You don't want to deal with it anymore. It's good enough for whatever the demand is for what it actually is going to be. I mean, there's a million different reasons, that, ways that you know that something's being done uh that something you're 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 doing is uh is done or not you know but uh the older and more projects I get you know through you know it's like I pretty much do something until I hate it and then I just don't want to deal with it anymore and it takes a long time for me to come back around to it to view it uh in any kind of way that is not immediately putting me back into like a I, you know what it's fine it's good it, like I'm right. just going to because I'm mean, especially like with music or even I would say painting or a lot of things, it's like you, you go down a path, you know, it's kind of like, okay, just because you smoked a joint last night and then went until three in the morning editing on something, you're going to wake up in the morning nine times out of 10 and be like, I've got to clean this up and I've got to undo my st- steps. And like, deconstruct everything that I thought was some sort yeah. of genius anyway. Back arrow, back arrow, back <laughs> arrow. I'm like, oh, right. And then I, okay. So let's go to 11 p.m. and see if that's got any... <laughs>
1: right, yeah. Go back. Timestamp. Yeah. down. <laughs> How was I
0: feeling at 11? Yeah, so... Yeah. It was really good right up to like 11.32. Yeah. <laughs> but, I'm, but I'm all about, too. Like, um, I mean, it comes from a kind of a cynical place sometimes, I think, but I don't mean it to be, but it's sort of like I say this a lot. I don't know how to say it in a way that doesn't sound terrible, but it's like no one gives a shit also about whatever you're doing. <laughs>
1: it's just I think, I think that's a good place to be, you know, to make art from for sure. I think, you know, uh, my friend Todd Green, uh, this is a Todd Green painting behind me. actually, Todd's an artist it's, it's here, blurry. in Luuriel he um uh he, it's it's all, what? it's all blurred out. Oh, you can't really see it? Yeah. Well, um that's how cameras yeah. work. Um, at least how this little camera works. Uh trust me, it's it's a masterpiece. Um but uh um, he he and I have the discussion a lot about um like it doesn't have to make sense. And then at some point we got to the point of taking that so far that one day he's like No man, it doesn't even have to be good. <laughs> And then we started with, it doesn't even have to be good. <laughs> so, uh, but I, I think that, uh, I think that, you know, anybody that we know who's like got an active art practice going on, you, you quickly learn, you know, like when your work is done, you know what I mean? That's, that's, it's not a mystery to people who make work a lot. You know what I mean?
0: I mean, I suppose like there's certain projects that are really open-ended that don't serve that notion very well, um, of, you know, sort of, when people have too much time, when people have too much budget, when people have uh, too much leeway um, or, or if there's just not even a known sort of destination for the work, it's just kind of being done for the sake of being done, man, it gets pretty hard. I I get, uh, there's something about the writer's uh, process that um, that I really envy from, you know, because it's, it's really set up, you know, like you, you write and you've got an editor and you've got a publication and you've got, I don't know. There's, there's, there's like a, an ecosystem that is functional and has been for a long time for the for the mm-hmm. collective uh, sort of effort of of writing in general. Uh, I mean, if you mm-hmm. were left here on devices, knowing that you didn't have an editor to send it into or right. any other right. way to sort of have any governance or perspective on it, then you know, it's like, what do you mean? What is done? I don't even nothing. Nothing's
1: ever done. <laughs> Yeah exactly. yeah exactly well i think i think you know it's funny I, you know i remember back in the 90s like there was a studio here in nashville that i was doing some recording at, and, and knew the guys there so i would you know they'd be like hey come on by we're having a session this afternoon say hi to the guys or whatever you know so i was like hanging out there a lot and got to know the engineers there and stuff and i would always like try to pick up on anything any tips they had or any you know anything i mean i was just trying to learn everything i could at that point point. and uh I remember, you know, one of the early lessons I got was that, you know, essentially, like, whatever budget you have, that's the budget you need, you know, however time, much time you have, that's how much time you'll need. And because if you got the time, if you have the resources, again, you know, you'll keep going on a project and and then magically it'll be done, you know, once the money runs out and the time runs out, you know, and if, and if you have four days, you'll probably make something great. And if you have four months, you may also make something great but it'll take as long as you got, you know what I mean? Yeah. Well, and it's also like, if you, if nobody else is
0: forcing a budget or constraints upon you, then it's kind of necessary for you to do it to yourself because it is, uh, it is yeah. It's it is the way it's my favorite, my favorite thing in the world are, is constraints and limitations. Um, you know, I'm not saying I, I want everything to be a low budget project. It can be a high budget project, but something with a really on uh, <laughs> impossible turnaround, you know, by, most earthlings or whatever the demand is of the, you know, the person, the yeah. entity sort of wanting the work or whatever. But man, I, I, I'm just a huge, huge fan of that. And I'm a huge fan of process in terms of just, uh, having cycles or iterations or, you know, reps that you're, you're sort of putting yourself through as part of the diet of, of, of what you're doing. Uh, and you know, that's honestly, that's one of my favorite things about doing this is, is that, you know, it, mm-hmm. having great conversations with interesting people, uh, and doing it in a way that uh, kind of keeps you active for having conversations and especially now, right? Where it's like, you, you can right. be pretty monastic now, uh, which, is also, which yeah. is also an opportunity. Um, but yeah, so, and then, in, you know, we split our time usually talking between sort of art and creativity and then fighting. And then, you know, we don't even, we're not the kind of people that do the hot takes and the whatever, but holy shit, Uh we're up against uh this ufc card that's happening that is the most insane uh i mean i'll be totally honest i mean like you know listening to john Anik talk today about you know what he knows about what's happening and you know all that he had a very he, he's very good at being sort of diplomatic and seeing all sides of it but uh yeah yeah i love his yeah, commentary. yeah i mean he's a, he's a, he's a master but But you you could just see that he's quite rationally, not divided, but he's seeing all sides of it very clearly, you know, and this idea, he seemed to have a feeling that there was a kind of an obligation, right? Like these, these fighters are going to show up to fight anyway, right? So what am I going to do? Like not be there, you know, but at the same time, you know, he's talking about like, you know, I'm not going to be able to hug my kid when I get home, you know, and. All that. Uh-huh. So, uh, for those who are not really in the know on the fighting situation, the UFC is hell bent on having this event and it looks like it's going to happen. Uh, what is it? May 9th or something. And, um,
1: I think May 9th is the day. And,
0: uh, and it's an insane, Next an Saturday. insane. This
1: Saturday, not this Tuesday. Saturday, a week from
0: Saturday. And it's kind of like, so. like if it were a concert, it would be, if it were a concert for, for, uh, old hippies, right? The lineup is like the Grateful Dead, uh, Jefferson <laughs> yeah. Airplane, Jimi Hendrix, <laughs> Crosby Stills, and Nash,
1: Santana. Like, is it? Would, you're, you're, it would, you're reminding me that it would be hard to find people who are alive. that's <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> dark, but real. You could still do Santana. Yeah. I mean, you know, on some level, we could get our friend yeah. in there playing with Carlos again. Um, uh, but I mean, I actually want to spend a second here trying to figure out how to do this. You could do like a Bob Weir, you know, dead <laughs> thing, right? You know, um who else would be who else could really actually pull it's like uh jefferson i mean a lot of the jefferson airplanes going too. But like grace Slick could somehow something put it <laughs> something together you know and and do do so it, do really what thing. this is is
0: uh the card the ufc card is tony ferguson and friends
1: tony ferguson, tony ferguson and friends yeah exactly it's the, it's it's the, the uh pop. it's the monterey pop of uh of face punching yeah uh, it's gonna. Well, I don't know. Well, I, don't know. I, I think it's I I I worry because I feel like no. I really honestly feel like no good could come of this. Um, but maybe. I mean, we'll see. Maybe it's all great and everybody has a great time. But, but now, and I'll now clarify though. Is it going to be? It's going to be just a fight with no crowd. Is that right? Yeah. And he, uh,
0: okay, Anik yeah. was even saying that. Um, because I think he mentioned Rogan. Uh, but they're not even going to be at the same table. Oh.
1: Okay. Oh, so that okay. that
0: was what was really interesting to me was just all the different uh things about this not just the no crowd like people say it they just kind of go right by it oh okay they're just going to do it but with no crowd like oh okay and it's like well no. yeah let's no. really think about
1: like what it's that, black, it's that whole black box theater, yeah, thing, you know what I mean, yeah it's really i I think it's cool, I mean, I almost kind of feel like I want to see all the fights with no crowds. I just want to hear I the, to hear the fighters, fighters fighting, yeah, <laughs> yeah. well, and they can now
0: now they can mic the cage properly and really get everything, and you know, uh that's what um, I saw Anakin and Felder having a conversation, and they were just talking about uh just how in the- like thinking about the uh Nganu Rosenstrike uh fight one of those guys very well is going to hit the hit the canvas and and you're going to be able to hear it in this way. You know, when he was talking about that, my mind was, I was like, Oh gosh, like this is, you know, one of the things I thought about was I was like, man, I wanted to, I wanted to tell uh, John Anik, I wanted to say, make sure that somebody from the UFC takes like a really wide shot of the arena and then has like a reasonably good microphone on that's not doing any of the broadcast sound, right? Like, but the actual audio from the camera or near near the camera, just uh-huh. to get a sense of like while the fights are going on, like what would it sound like to be in like the the nosebleeds, yeah, and hear the echoes of the commentary because I mean he's pumped, right? He's going to be yelling and you know all this, but they're going to be able to hear him, and he's talking about like when they're up against the cage in front of him, he's going to have to sort of try to dial his voice back or something because in empty,
1: like in an empty yeah. basketball arena, you know, but like people, are, but, but
0: just the idea that the, the corners and uh, that the, the fighters yeah. themselves are going to be able to hear the commentary uh, uh, in many ways, you know, so all of everything about the entire, Oh, and also like the way they're doing the locker rooms and just, you know, everything it's, it seems to me to be something where again, kind of like what we were talking about before with, with art projects, you know, and what you're doing right now don't it's you can't just take a UFC card and say, now we're just going to do it pandemic style and we're just going to take these precautions and have no crowd and not expect that there's going to be a whole new thing in a weird way that kind of happens or 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 comes from it as a combination right. of all the different decisions that the participants on every level, whether it's the judges or the commission or the whoever is all there, everybody there is going to be kind of psychically in like a weird holy shit, you know, like this is, and then, you know, people have a tendency to go back to like, they're kind of like, I'm just going to go through the motions. I'm a professional. And like, this is what I do. And I think for most things, like if you're a cut man, like that's good. You like, don't get all weirded out if you're the cut man, you know, but I I was curious about like from John's perspective, you know, as a, as a, uh, the guy calling the fights, you know, like, how would you, how would you do that in a way that either doesn't feel like you're feigning the enthusiasm? like I, of course he's pumped. But that's part of partly a byproduct of like uh, crowd and symbiosis with other people that you're calling it with, and if you're only hearing them and they're kind yeah. of across the way, there's just probably so many things that are alien. Uh, I feel like I think, it, you
1: know, I think you know, I think it's going to be interesting because I think those guys. I mean, I think they'll, they'll, I think if they try to. Uh, do what they normally do. I don't think that will work. I think they've got to like attenuate the. It's like MTV unplugged. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. <laughs> All of a sudden, it's like we have to. We have to be. We have to be in this experience and 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 appropriately convey it. You know what I mean? And I think it's going to be fascinating, man. I think it's going to be really fascinating. The whole aesthetic is going to change. Yeah. So there's parts of me that are that I'm interested, in, and I certainly hope, man. If they can have, you know, an amazing card full of great fights and at the end of it all, everybody goes home and 14 days later, nobody has the COVID virus. Well, then fucking that's great. And I hope that's what happens. Um, The thing like I brought up when we were talking with Nancy's class, my biggest thing is how are these guys even training? How are these ladies even training? You know, because it's not so it's not just the event. It's the it's it's all of the like literally body on body stuff that has to happen to train to fight you know what I mean? It's not just, you know, three feet instead of six. It's like no feet. <laughs> yeah. You yeah. Know what I mean? Negative you know? feet. I mean, the, the, especially like grappling or anything like that. I mean, you're, you're just literally sweating all over each other. You know what I mean? It's like, there's no, there's complete lack of intimate, lack of privacy in grappling. You know what I mean? You have no personal space. That's the point. <laughs> <laughs> right. That's right. I'm taking your personal space away from you. You know, exactly it's exactly not, exactly not, it's exactly what is not supposed to, right supposed to be going on right now. You know what I mean? So, so that part, so of, that part of, of it to me okay, means, okay, so, okay, so well, people are, are they just not training, not, training the way they know, normally would normally would? And they're then they're that becomes super, super dangerous. dangerous on, you know what I mean? Cause because there's a reason they train they train so that they can be can protect themselves and they can win you know what i mean so i i, I don't know there's just so much about it that's very worrisome to me um that said you know again like like you know josh was saying the other day nobody's rooting for this to fail nobody's rooting for fights to never come back you know what i mean we Want people to make money we want people
0: to succeed and be happy and have sure.
1: all the things they need and and I was, yeah. I, and I, I'm, I'm anxious for the fights as much as anybody is. I know lots of people are, uh, you know, there's a group on Twitter that's like rewatching old fights on Saturdays and like tweeting about it, tweeting about it the way they would be with a live oh, that's cool. So that, that's, that's yeah. fun.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, you know, and that's, that's also been another aspect of all this that I think has been interesting is, uh, I think there is some value of going back and looking at archives of whatever the hell you're into because, ultimately way more stuff is made than what needs to be. (laughs) And so it's nice to be able to sort of have a break to kind of, uh, you know, go back and explore old older books or whatever movies, anything, you know Um, who was it I was talking to. They were talking about how uh, they, uh, this woman that I work with on some of these art projects, uh, she was talking about how she and her son are like going to, quote unquote like clown school but like sort of intellectual weird clown school and like really going through film history and buster keaton and you know all of this and 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 her kids probably maybe i don't know eight or nine or something and and he's totally totally into it you know but like it seems like a thing that a lot of parents probably wouldn't be thinking about uh in a normal condition but wow what a great place to sort of start to really get back down with like Buster Keaton and physical comedy, and amazing filmmaking, and stunts, and you know just the absolute craziness of of what Buster Keaton was doing, and with obviously incredible limitations and uh, and a lot and a lot of right. nerve. So it is. What about Jackie, what about Jackie Chan? Right. Yeah. <laughs> and so, uh, you know, I think that there is something to be said for just uh, like okay, like they want to they want to have this fight. Well, we're gonna have this fight. We're gonna see we're going to see what happens, but I'll tell you the card is, is something else. Nobody's doubting that. And, uh, you know, of course Dana's going to bring it, you know, it's funny. It reminded me, like I thought, of. I don't know why I hadn't thought about this in a long time. Uh, but there was, it was probably 2011 when the UFC came to Nashville. It was like a two or three times ago. They came to Nashville. Honestly, I don't even remember what the card was. I think I saw like, I think Pat Barry was fighting on that card and, oh, wow. um, uh, oh, wow. uh, there was a, uh, I think Khabib was on that card on like, like the undercard.
1: What are you talking about? What are you talking about? The last time? No, like, the, uh, uh, last no,
0: it was like, it was, uh, two or three times ago. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Um, uh, yeah, I wish I had more information, but, uh, I suppose <laughs> I, I could look it up, but, <laughs> but anyway, but I guess the point is just that, uh, I got to meet, uh, Dana white at that event. And in my little exchange with him, uh, and sort of photo op or whatever that I did uh, at that time it was all pretty new to me like I, I was uh, only recently transfixed by Daniel Cormier fighting uh, uh, Bigfoot in strike force and when I saw Cormier just take Bigfoot and throw him around like he was nothing you know I was like I was insane. like, okay, there's more going on in this sport than what I'm realizing, you know? And uh, that was my, my entry. So anyway, it wasn't long after that that I went to this UFC card. I, of course, here I am getting uh, a couple words with Dana White. And I don't know why I said this, but I just said something to the effect of like, uh, kind of like I'm a total noob or I'm a newbie, you know, but like this is awesome. Like, you know, and, and his response to me was, he was like, oh no, there's, he said there's no such thing as a newbie and i was like huh I and mean, i just never i didn't really understand that and maybe there's still nothing to understand about it he's not a, he's not necessarily like a cryptic or uh otherwise hard to read person i think but um <laughs> uh uh but what i when i thought about it i guess what i sort of gleaned from the, the that exchange was just this whole thing is new man like like it's all it's all right. new. Everybody's new. This is all new. And I still feel like it's kind of right. uh that way. And so now to have that compounded with the the current circumstances and what's going on, it's just all new, you know. Mhm. Mhm.
1: Yeah, 100%. Yeah, 100%. So I I think uh Yeah, I mean, that's yeah and I mean that's one, one. one of the things I love about the sport is just yes. that it's it's evolving, it's evolving all the time, and and you know, sports, you know the other sports have the other sports have a I don't want to say, want to say an excuse, but the other sports have more hurdles, more hurdles to overcome most as most of the other sports that we that have been canceled, you know, yeah. out, of out of the spotlight are team sports. You know, where you know it's like you can't just get away with having a small squad of of coaches with you and you can, you know, sort of of quarantine. you know, these people are in the locker room now and then the other people can go in later and stuff. You gotta have, I mean, a football team, how many dudes are suiting up for a game? You know what I mean? Or a basketball game or a baseball game, you know? So, so not to mention all the, all the, Massive entourage of major league sports, you know what I mean. So I think, and I'm just talking about the official people, not not the not the not the, not the after party entourage, yeah. y'all. I'm not even talking <laughs> about that yet, but we got to think about that yeah. too. But but so I feel like in some ways the UFC can be a little bit lean and mean, and can can make moves that other organizations in other sports can't make. Um, and at the same time, I think that the UFC and MMA in general uh, shows a lot of adaptation and dynamism you know even week to week sometimes because of the fact that the sport itself is still defining what it is you know what i mean is still figuring out how it does what it does what does it look like how does it get sold how is it promoted how how do the actual athletics happen you know what i mean i mean every level of it is 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 used to changing. It's one of the things that you know we've talked about more than once, and I've talked to other people about a bunch during this whole time. Is just the fact that you know people I know who are artists and have a creative practice, people I know who generally are self employed, entrepreneur types of any kind. Um, a lot of those people are able to deal with this situation better than uh folks who are completely removed from those situations because so much of this kind of like resourcefulness and and um you know isolation and all this stuff it's like we i mean artists work in isolation all the time anyway you know they're not going to an office with a hundred people you know what i mean um so so i feel like the 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 the, uh, it's another it's another example that, you know, as we see artists making quick adaptations and finding new ways to do things, I feel like, you know, martial artists, it's not surprising that the martial artists are doing the same, that the fighters are doing the same thing. It, it's just, it's, it's yet again, another ratification of the whole idea that we explore here every week on the Art Fight podcast, that there is a connection here. There is obvious things that both communities share, even if they don't, uh, don't always recognize it. I love that. Very well said. Very well said. And by the way, that could, by, be, that could be that could be the that could be the end of the podcast. Well, maybe. I think it's I think that's where we start. are actually because we're we're <laughs> yeah. kind of out of time. Uh, but that was called that was like the res- resolution of the melody. It re- right yeah, there. it
0: was. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's true. Well, and and by the way, like you you've been really great about uh reminding people to. We we've never done all this. I hate this stuff, right? Like, oh, you gotta subscribe to the things or whatever. You should give a shit, but ho- hopefully you'll give a shit. And we we actually feel like we're we're uh, we're onto something and have been for a while. We really love doing it. So if if you do follow or subscribe or check things or give us money or write us checks or there's, stand there's outside no, our houses no and no, cheer, whatever it
1: is. Right, and there's no there's no newbies here, Brian. Just like just like there was no newbies there back in the day. There's no newbies here, and at the same time, if this is the first time or you're just finding out about the Art Fight podcast, um, we have this is our 88th episode is yeah. that right so there's 88 I mean it's more than 88 hours because we tend to go on so it's like it's it's more than 100 hours of archive that we've already created and most of it's pretty evergreen content we'll have guests come on you know during a time maybe when they're you know have a specific project they want to talk about or something like that but inevitably every week going forward forward and going backward. We always end up up just talking about product process, practice, creativity, growth, growth, all these same 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 things. things. And so there it's an, it's, it's evergreen. It's It's an evergreen, uh, it's an evergreen evergreen forest forest of, of audio. And depending on what friends we have on,
0: sometimes it just becomes like a semi drunken rant, uh, into conspiracy theories or whatever, but it does happen sometimes, but
1: I'm always always high. Yeah. Right.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So there we go. There's the resolve. (laughs) That was the encore maybe. Um, so, uh, yeah. And and thanks for, uh, uh, so everybody can see on the screen that, uh, you've got all the links for all of our things. So you can see all that. And, uh, other than that, I think we're good. Uh, come back. Um, tuesday 3 p.m and we'll have something hopefully pretty weird for you that you're it's gonna be a
1: little bit different and um uh try to tune into the live you know try to tune in like if you want to listen to the podcast later we're 100 percent into that and we appreciate everybody who's already been doing that over the last two years and if you get on live with us you know we're looking forward to being able to talk to people during the show so we're we're, you know, really uh, hoping to have uh, more of an interactive vibe happen during these, even with even when we have the guests, you know, I mean, I could see us taking questions from from people who are listening. So, uh, so don't be shy about jumping in the conversation. Yeah. And
0: anything that's left in after I can kind of go through and call. And if there's anything interesting, uh, we can bring it forward. So don't feel like it's only got to happen during the live uh, show. But anyway, so awesome. Uh, are, are there any things coming up that you want to
1: mention or plug or any of that? Um, I maybe, I mean, let me just think one thing that's I'm, I'm looking, uh, this is weird that I'm looking forward to it. And it'll be interesting to see if we see some innovation on Saturday night. I do think the use of video is going to be interesting, but um, if you're in Nashville and you're somebody who would be going to the art crawl normally, or maybe not, maybe you kind of don't think you're into the art crawl or you've always think about it, but you never go. Uh, this Saturday night it might be an interesting time to do it. Um, uh, get on uh, uh, NashvilleScene.com, check out my column this week. It's called Crawl Space, and it always previews the art crawl. This week, I preview the fact that the art crawl is going to be essentially a link to a YouTube video, and it's going to have video walkthroughs of new exhibits at, I mean, I want to say it's it's like eight galleries or something like that, a bunch of galleries downtown, not all the downtown galleries, uh, which I hope they rectify. I hope more and more people are included in this. Um, And then then a number of the Wedgwood Houston galleries as well. Um, Not quite all of them, but I think that's more about people who weren't ready to, to participate in one way or another. I don't know that anybody's being purposely left out by the way. I'm just saying the more the merrier for something like this. But um, if you follow any of the galleries you know that are downtown or, uh, or uh, in Wedgwood, Houston, or if you just follow me on Instagram at Mighty Joe Nolan, I'll be sure to retweet this. But it's mostly an Instagram phenomenon. These On Saturday, these galleries are going to post the link. Um, and I, I, don't and I, I don't think it's so much that they're being secretive. I think it just has to do with the fact that probably the video won't actually be edited till like a half an hour before they need it to be. They'll be waiting for it to actually upload to YouTube just in time. That's the way these things usually go. Um, you're putting that last nail into the gallery while the guy's opening the box of wine, you know. <laughs> so uh, so, um, uh so, uh, but if you get on Instagram, follow some of the Nashville galleries or follow me or follow Brian. well, Brian, you can retweet these if you want to, but, but I, I, uh, I'll be definitely sharing this link. You'll go to the YouTube link and then you'll be able to essentially go on a virtual art crawl. And I'm, I'm interested to see how that actually happens. Part of me feels like using video is, is going to be a much better experience um, but it's going to be interesting to see how people use video you know what I mean and, and what they do with it because uh, because it's my impression that all the galleries are sort of just doing their own thing and they'll be edited together into one long video so I'm looking forward to it I'm going to pour a drink and I'm going to go on an art crawl on Saturday night uh, in my uh, TV room so, so yeah so everybody uh, if you get um, again go to NashvilleScene.com my column just printed today uh, Thursday and uh, uh, you can go there, and uh, there, I have a whole preview of everything everybody will be showing, and I can and I run you through these rules again of how you can find the link on Saturday. So even if you're not in Nashville, if you want to go on an art crawl with us on Saturday night, check out that link. Um, as far as myself, I don't really know that I have anything specific going on. Today, actually, I'm feeling maybe I'll run out today, um, but today is the last day that my billboard uh, will be up in Madison, so that's been a whole month project. I was actually going to run out and see it today, but I didn't, so maybe I'll run out later tonight, or maybe I'll just bid it adieu. I've, got, I've seen it like two or three times now, I think, uh, but um, it's I every now and then I've just had the urge to run down and just look at it. Yeah, just visit it. Yeah, just check it out. It's right down the road for me. So it's not that far for me to go look at it. But um, but uh, so I don't really have anything that I'm doing to talk about too much. But but check out the art crawl on Saturday night. And uh, and then we'll check out some fights next next Saturday.
0: Awesome. All right. Well, again, thanks, everybody. Uh, Make sure you go to artfightpodcast.com to get all the latest and you can get shirts and mugs and all that kind of stuff. And you can subscribe to all the things and do all the things and Mm, you can even become a a supporter. You can, yeah, look at that. And you can be uh, a supporter for us, uh, 99 cents a month. And so, uh, uh, you know, consider that maybe, but, uh, but anyway, we're just going to keep doing it no matter, no matter what the case is. Uh, so thanks again, everybody. Uh, thanks a lot, Joe. Uh, and uh I think that's it, man. We're out. Thanks everybody for being here. And uh for those that catch it after, thank you for watching the whole damn thing. All right, I'm out. You out, Joe? Bye. All right, Bye. see you later buddy. See you brother. See, see you, you brother. brother.
1: Okay guys, I love the Art Fight Podcast and I listen to every episode even though I am a robot trying to sound like an actual person. I know it takes a lot to keep the podcast going, how can I help?
0: Go to anchor.fm forward slash Podcast, click on the button, the big old button that says support this podcast and once you get there you'll have three options. You can just choose the lowest level, you're gonna pledge 99 cents a month to, to our production and and help us out again anchor.fm forward slash art fight podcast click on support this podcast all right thanks everyone